Hello and welcome to Yours Mentally, a podcast that discusses issues that we all have on our mind but are too afraid to speak on. Our podcast is a safe space for anyone who wants to discover more about and improve their mental well-being. On this episode of Yours Mentally, we have with us Dr. Pragya Sharma, who is a clinical psychologist. She has been working in this field for more than nine years. She has an MPhil in clinical psychology as well as a PhD in clinical psychology. She has been awarded the Youth Fellowship Award from the World Congress of Psychiatry. We're so so happy to have you, Pragya. So, Pragya, on today's topic about therapy, my first question to you is: A lot of people have a misconception that only people with severe mental health issues need to seek therapy. So, how can therapy benefit someone who doesn't necessarily have mental health issues? Yeah, since I work in a hospital, it's also a kind of a taboo and a stigma that everyone coming there feels that you know I have to have a mental illness or a mental health issue in order to come to the hospital. but i actually tell them that you know it's not just people with depression and anxiety that are coming up to us but also those who might have say relationship issues who might be facing you know problems with stress management or who might just have you know anger related issues or who are not able to regulate their emotions very well so therapy is not just for people with mental illnesses but also for you you know just to have more potential you know to be able to grow in all areas of your life personal professional emotional everything you know so just for growth and development therapy is a wonderful add on to your life even if you're not facing very active problems as such mm-hmm. okay uh, so how do you think we can normalize therapy for someone who we think might benefit from it but get defensive when we bring up the idea of it yeah i i think in the same manner you might have to tell them that you know it's it if you might have to focus on the kind of problems that they are facing but with more of a emphasis on you know what they can be like you know what their life can look like so for example if someone is having you know uh, feeling sad or you know is undergoing a breakup or a relationship issue you know just telling them that this situation might not change but your emotions about it can change if you seek therapy so you know just to work on your emotions you can go there i'm not saying that you have a problem but it might help you deal with your emotions in a much better way right so because you know we we take services all the time right we go to our hairdresser to get our hair cut or to you know a plumber to get our taps you know those, those leaking taps we get them so why not i mean te- taking therapy is also a service of a kind right you you are taking in a professional who knows what they what their job is you know to which is to make you feel better which is to make you feel more successful in your job or you know to have good family relationships even if you are having you know trouble with your parents or trouble with your friends and you're not able to handle those relationships or you find yourself getting irritable and angry so just telling them how therapy can help them rather than you know focusing on the problems that they are having which is when they become defensive and normalizing it for them by saying that you know i know so and so who went for therapy and had a very wonderful experience and they didn't even have a mental illness or you know quoting cases if not from your daily life then probably from media or you know actors and actresses have now kind of normalized going to therapy as okay and and i would like to share one fact that you know internationally being therapy are supposed to undergo therapy themselves so you know it's it's not that they have a problem it's just important for you to understand you know what the process of therapy is about 
to understand that you know you might be dealing with own stuff so in order to work through that you need to go through therapy even in india we do not have that prerequisite you don't necessarily have to go through therapy but i know a lot of my friends who are undergoing therapy for you know just just growing in their own personal and professional realms so it's completely normal right but you know there are many uh, parents especially at the indian parents who don't believe that going to therapy is a good thing because they feel that society will sort of judge them so what would you wh- how do you deal with that problem how would you say to deal with that problem because sometimes you know when parents end up saying this i feel that's one of the reasons why people don't believe that going to therapy is a good idea so how would you deal with that how, what what do you do to deal with that that's a really great question and you know first thing that that really works well is to get your parents to talk to a therapist if that is possible because mm-hmm. you know the moment we talk to a parent and we show them that all these things that they are actually undergoing with their child or their adolescent or the youth uh in terms of behavioral problems with them might say that you know he's just irritable and angry it's not a mental illness but but the moment i tell them that you know this irritation and anger can go away with therapy do you know that i can help your child or your teenager or your adolescent with managing these emotions and you know you will actually have an easy time with them or her so so that really helps but you know if they refuse to talk to a therapist then i think the best way is to kind of you know tell them that you know it's my emotions that i'm going through and i'm not able to talk to you about it because because i do need someone objective someone who's away from this you know and someone also who is a professional who might be able to help me how to deal with my emotions and function better i am looking at i really want to work hard on my studies or you know my job and i really want to give it my best but right now i'm not in a position to do that and i think an expert or a professional will really be able to help them so when we bring in academics and professionals uh, professional mm-hmm. careers into the th- team you know they they actually feel that oh my god okay if if therapy is going to do that then perfect you know our job is made easy so so that helps sometimes uh so my question was what is the difference in therapy sessions for someone with depression and anxiety like how are the goals different for someone with depression and anxiety well the goals are really different because you know the whole cognition the thought in in both these disorders is very different for example someone with depression would be like you know i feel that i am unlovable you know that no one loves me and you know that i am not doing the best that i could have while in anxiety the kind of cognition is more of a fear you know they they are afraid of something they are afraid. i might say something that the other person might not like i might thing that will embarrass me in front of the whole party or you know so 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 the cognition itself is very different so even though i might say that cognitive behavior therapy works well with depression and anxiety the elements are completely different because we are working with thoughts right and the thoughts are really different between behind, between both these disorders so when i am talking about you know the person feeling unlovable then i'm working on that thought per se you know breaking down where that thought actually emerged from which is so cognitive behavior therapy says that you know whatever thoughts that we have which which are like kind of schemas they are formed in our childhood and they develop throughout you know our adulthood so so i am looking down at the schemas and they are very different because one is talking about emotions of sadness 
while the other is talking about emotions of fear. So even though the therapy may be same, the techniques and the elements in both these therapies are very different from each other. I might not be able to give you, you know, more details because if it's more of an individualized, personalized experience. So it depends on the person who comes to me and, you know, we work through that with, with their thoughts and their mm. behavior. Right. So actually speaking of that, when you brought up um, childhood, uh, my next question is that have you noticed that a specific type of parenting style predisposes an individual to mental health disorders? Uh, well, there are a lot of studies and, and there are a lot of conflicts regarding it. It's, it's not any one kind of a parenting style per se, you know, they might be matched with different disorders to, to say with, but, but research is very varied. But the only thing is that, you know, if, if I talk broadly, there are four types of parenting style. All right. So so one is authoritarian, which which focuses on obedience, which focuses on, you know, punishment and discipline. And, and this parenting style, of course, causes, you know, different things that the person, the child might become hostile, the child might become defensive, might become very submissive you know, or might be very, you know, thinking about rules and orderliness. So a lot of lot of anxiety might start from that. So a lot of anxiety disorders might stem from that. Second kind of parenting is permissive in which, you know, there are no rules and, you know, the child can do anything at all. And this might actually lead to things like, you know, obesity when they are eating anything or substance use, you know, leading on because, you know, they, they don't have any rules binding them down. The third kind of parenting style is about, you know, uninvolved parenting. So they don't care. They are, they are very indifferent and the child are, you know, just just they can do whatever they want. But what happened with this parenting style is the child doesn't feel loved. They don't feel that, you know, they have someone to fall back upon. So so they might become very insecure and, and this might lead to, you know, their insecure relationships later on in adulthood. And that would, of course, you know, lead to a lot of problems. So the only one that is very balanced is the fourth parenting style, which is the authoritative one, you know, where there is a positive relationship, but there are rules, there is involvement, so a balance of everything. So whenever we are drifting apart from this authoritative, then, then you know, something or the other will always go wrong in, in different directions of disorders. Right. So, um, so psychological injuries are quite consistent in daily life and going to therapy might fix your destructive thinking and it's definitely fruitful and beneficial. But does this effect, does this have an expiry date? Well, it, it doesn't have an expiry date. I'll tell you why. Because therapy is not about solving your problems for you. So we don't solve a client's problems. You know, we are not sitting here and telling them solutions because sometimes, especially in India, because because our culture thinks that, you know, I, I, I'll i go to a therapist, I'll go to a doctor, they'll prescribe pills, I'll be fine. So I go to the therapist, they tell me what to do and I'll be fine. But that's not how it works, right? Because what therapy does is it tells you what's happening within you. What are the thoughts that are leading to the problems that are coming up? What are the things that you can change? And therapy teaches you those techniques. So we empower the individual to take care of these problems, even if they occur in the future. They now have the skills and the potential to work on those problems for themselves. They do not need to come back to a therapist for that. So we are equipping the individual with those techniques themselves rather than making them more dependent on us by solving their problem for them in that instance. So it doesn't have an expiry date because you already have those skills now. Right. 
you are having problems with your sleep you you don't feel very sleepy or you are you sleeping a lot or you know some changes in your appetite so you are either not eating or you are doing a lot of emotional eating or you are not able to focus on your studies or you are having problems with your relationships so if all these areas are coming up as dysfunction and the second element is distress that it is causing problems with your emotions if those two things are happening with you then it's time to seek therapy and the way to talk to your parents or your peers about it is tell them how you're vulnerable tell them your emotions tell them what you're going through tell them what your potential is like and how you're not achieving it right now because you don't feel that good you know something is going wrong and and you want to give therapy a try and with regarding the parents i've already told but one last thing that i really want to emphasize on is sometimes we think that you know if i go to a therapist i should feel better after the first session itself that's not how things work my dear right because uh, you know you you go to some place and and you expect immediate you know gratification or something happening it's not going to happen so go to therapy but don't expect magic to happen in the first session or even the second session because it is something that takes time your problem also didn't come up in a day it came up you know in a in a continuum it started and then it went up similarly therapy also takes time to work and you know if you don't get along with a therapist then you might you know need to think about other therapists because statistics says that you know an average person might change over four therapists before they find the one that they actually click with so if it's not working with one person don't think therapy is not for you think about changing a therapist but also give one therapist a lot of time right because if you go to a school or a college you don't say oh my god i didn't learn anything on the first day you know i i i don't like the teacher i don't like the environment i'm not going there you give school a chance you give college a chance so give therapy a chance as well right okay so uh, before i end this is one last thing i want to ask you is what what would you say to the people who just don't want help like those people who are like you know no i i can't be helped who are just they they have they they like no this is it i cannot be helped and you know going to therapy is not going to do me any better what would you say to those people well i would say that no one is helping you actually you know you are just learning things as you would in a school or college and you're learning things so that you can live a better quality of life so that you can live up to your potential and achieve the things that you have within you you know so it's not even about seeking help it's about something that you look forward to you know you have goals in life right so so it is academic goals it's personal goal so think of it as a is a personal goal that you have to you know learn different skills so that you can better manage all areas of your life so don't look at it as help mention that sometimes the the patient doesn't think that this therapist is the right fit but what happens in a situation when you don't think the client is a good fit for you how do you handle that situation right so so you know there's a consent form that i that i have with my clients before we start therapy and and one of the things that's written there is that 
you know, as a therapist, it's my responsibility. If I feel that I'm not the right person to help you, I would tell you that. I would tell you other sources of referral who might be better able to help you. But I will not go on when I feel that I'm not helping you in any way or I'm not able to help you. I feel this is the most information I've got in 2020. More than online school. So uh, uh, I hope my teachers are listening to this. But uh, yeah, it was quite a good episode. I feel uh, there's a lot to learn from this, especially for students who are starting psychology and mainly even for people who are, you know, apprehensive of seeking therapy for whatever reasons. So uh, thank you, Pragya, for being with us on this episode. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And to everyone who's reached and is listening, thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode.